Hey guys, welcome back to the Wisdom and Stuff podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Boucher, and this is where we cut through the Christianese and tradition-based thoughts that hinder us from the limitless lifestyles that we as actual children of God are designed to walk in. So let's go ahead and dive into the Word and see what the Holy Spirit has for us today. Okay, well, praise God. Uh, welcome back to Wisdom and Stuff podcast. This is Daryl Boucher, and uh, we just over these next uh, few few sessions, um, we've been talking about man something so vital to us, and that's reconciling our memories, and that's allowing the Holy Spirit to be that which brings things to our remembrance. And so, uh, you know, we've been talking about just the just you know the displacement of memory as far as the role it's been taking in our life is one of of holding us back and that's what Paul was saying you know cuz I got to forget those things behind and I need to press toward that which is before me and so just really realizing that if I don't allow my memory to be reconciled, it's going to do the opposite of what it's designed to do. Memory can be, uh, obviously, like I said, we can have great fond memories of our childhood or of events or of family things or whatever, and, and that's all great. But when it is put into a place of influence, if it's not reconciled, it's going to begin to influence us. And so even good memories can hold us back because good memories try to start to, to give us this perception of, oh, that's the, you know, I just, uh, I just remember when it was like that. And I remember the good old days and I remember how everything was so good and it was so special. And we begin to, you almost idolize those memories to the point where we think that it was so good. And the thing is, our memory can be so distorted that we make it better than it was. Um, and it's not nothing wrong with having a great memory, obviously, but it can be so idolized that it becomes better than it really was. And we begin thinking that, that either a, maybe, maybe it was actually that good. Maybe it was as good as you remember. Maybe it was so good and so awesome. But what the problem with that is that we begin to live and think and, and communicate as if it will never be that way again. And that is what, 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 creates our past as an idol instead of realizing the reality of God is that we get we grow from strength to strength and glory to glory that that today is better than yesterday and tomorrow's even better it says that the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter to the noonday sun so I can't idolize my past. I can't, and at the same time, if I am somehow trying to draw, you know, some kind of of you know uh, joy or some kind of comfort or some kind of of I don't know, just warm fuzzy feeling, you know, from from these past. Uh, you know, experiences, if that's what I'm trying to draw, then at the same time, I'm opening up the door for bad memories to have influence over me. I can't, you, you know, like I said, the, the natural mind, the natural brain, the unrenewed mind cannot discern between, you know, you can't pick and choose. So if I am opening up the door for my, for my good memories to influence me, I'm opening up the same door for my bad memories to influence me. And memory is not supposed to be an influential tool. Memory, the natural memories, I have to be reconciled to the Holy Spirit. And so one of the things that we read uh, you know, in the last session was John 14, 26, where, where Jesus says, uh, he says, hey, you know, the, the Holy Spirit will bring, bring back things to your remembrance. He goes, all the things that I've spoken unto you. Well, that if that verse is written to me, which we know it is, we know that the, the Bible's written to us specifically, personally, if I know that that verse is written to me and I, I can stand with faith on that verse, then I can say, okay, Jesus is telling me that the Holy Spirit will bring things to my remembrance, all the things he's spoken to me. Now, he's talking to his disciples 2,000 years ago, and 
I wasn't there, right? I wasn't there when he spoke to them. So I wasn't on the earth when he spoke everything to them for three and a half years. I wasn't there. And uh, so he can't just be talking about that, right? Because he can't just be talking about a natural uh, recall of information that was given to them. Because I wasn't there. So, so for that verse to apply to me, um, that, that has a discount to everything that he said for three and a half years because I wasn't there for three and a half years. And, and yet he's no respecter of persons, so he's, he's speaking to them and me at the same time, saying, hey, the Holy Spirit will bring back things to your remembrance, everything I've spoken to you, over you, for you, or toward you. Well, that's a great promise, but I have to begin to think eternally to actually understand that promise. Okay, and so um, in understanding that... that uh, <laughs> um, Okay, even like when when what we already what we talked about last time was you know when Jesus says if you if you um, if you partake of the Lord's Supper, then he says do this in remembrance of me. There's a memory that 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 should be coming forth. Now, once again, I wasn't there at the Last Supper. So I wasn't there 2,000 years ago when he sat with his disciples, and neither was the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul wasn't there, and yet in, in 1 Corinthians, he's, he's talking specifically, he's saying, the Lord uh, showed me this. Jesus showed up to me and talked to me specifically about taking communion. And he told me the same thing that he told the disciples is, as often as you come together, do this in remembrance of me. And when you do it, you will show forth, or you will, re, or you will reproduce, or you will actually activate the Lord's death until he comes. He will actually engage and activate the power of his death, burial, and resurrection in the earth every time you take the Lord's Supper, if you do it in remembrance of me. So there is something powerful when it comes to remembrance here. It, because once again, we you know the, the unrenewed or un, unreconciled memory will hold us back, but the reconciled memory, that which is under the Lordship of Jesus, that which is under the, the governship of the Holy Spirit, will propel us and will literally activate spiritual things in our life. He's going there in, in 1 Corinthians 11. He's talking about something I wasn't there for, but he says you can actually do this out of remembrance. You can literally do this out of remembrance. You can take the, the, you can take the, the, the communion elements and you can do it from a place of remembrance. Well, I wasn't there. How can I do it out of remembrance if I wasn't there? That tells me that this is an eternal mindset. Um, you know, praise God. You know, Jesus said that, that we are not of the world just as he is not of the world. Right. And, and of course, we know in, in, in Psalms and different places, it says that that God made us in the secret place, that we weren't born. We were not made on this earth. We are just passing through. Jesus said that we were sent into the world just as he was sent into the world. Jesus was not created on this earth. OK, he entered into a physical body on the earth, lived in a physical body on the earth for, for a short time and then went back to heaven. And he goes, he says, just as I'm not of the world, you're not of the world. And just as I was sent, so you are sent. That tells me once again that if, if, I, if I take all of the Scripture and I realize, oh, if I'm like Jesus in this matter, if I'm sent in the world as he is sent in the world, and, I, and it says, like I said in Psalms, that I was made in the secret place, that God fearfully and wonderfully made me, that means that me and you, we were not created on this earth. We were created in the heavenly realms by God himself. God breathed us into being, and then, I don't even know how long we were there but uh, before we came into the earth, but he breathed us into being, and then he actually, just like he did with Jesus, he put us in the earth to actually inhabit a physical body so that we could actually allow the kingdom of heaven to be seen on the earth.
Okay, that's our role. He says, just as Jesus is sent in the earth, so we're sent in the earth. Just as Jesus is not of the world, we're not of the world. There's no difference between Jesus' relationship with the earth and our relationship with the earth. Praise God. Now, that's a huge statement. But what we have to do is we have to begin to, we have to, begin to address ourselves in that manner, begin to see ourselves relationally in that manner. And if that's the case then memory is different than what we think it is. Memory is no longer something that we experience in the natural realm. Memory is something that we actually partook of in the spirit realm. So, you know, it says that, that Jesus was crucified before the foundations of the world. It was, so so what, what happened in the physical realm was not the first time that he was crucified. It was the manifestation of him being crucified, even though it happened before the foundations of the world. Something happened in the spirit realm where there is no time, right? In the, in the spirit realm, there is no past, present, and future. There is so, so memory in the spirit realm looks differently. It must, because there's no past, present, or future. So memory is simply drawing up a, a reality that's available to us and making it present right now. And I know I'm saying a lot that you might need to unpack a little bit, but I'm in. That's why, that's why I said at the beginning of this series, pray into these things. Get your, allow your mind to just say, okay, I am an eternal being. I am seated at the right hand of the Father. I was not made on this earth. My parents are not the ones who created me. God created me. God actually formed me and put me in my mother's womb. He knew me before I was ever born, which means there was somebody to know before I was ever in the womb. There was somebody who actually know. He called me before I was born. He actually, he knew me. He created me. He designed me. That's why, that's why this place is not our home. That's why we don't feel comfortable on the earth because he heaven is our home. And that's where we are, 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 are most natural our places in heaven where it's eternal. And so when we think of it through that filter, then we start thinking of memory as a different thing. Memory is not you know, just, just recalling something that happened in the past. Memory is literally activating something that's available to us right now that is eternally true. It's, etern it's an eternal reality to God that, that has not passed away. It's not going to come to pass in the future. It's right now. Jesus, Jesus' crucifixion, his death, burial, and resurrection, resurrection is right now. It was, actually, it was actually present day when Enoch was on the earth. It was present day when Noah was on the earth. It was present day when, when Abraham was on the earth. It was present day. They actually had to partake of it by faith in a different way than we do. They had to partake of it because they knew it had happened by faith, but it hadn't manifested on the earth yet. We partake of it by faith, and it has manifested on the earth. But it's the same relationship to it. We're still doing it by faith. We're literally activating it from a place of remembrance. So memory is not about recalling past events. Memory is not about accessing a database that kind of gets lost, you know, in our brain somewhere. Memory is about activating a spiritual reality that's right now available to us. And, and that's why Paul said, if I'm going to actually partake of what's available to me right now, I have to forget the things which are behind. I have to stop... I have to stop my relationship with, with my past and realize what my current reality in heaven is right now. Because it, it, once again, what happens is, is uh, uh, you know, we, we like to kind of, you know, when talk about good things or, 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 or even the things of God, uh, we, we like to kind of venerate our past sometimes and be like, oh man, look at all the, all the things God did in the past. And then we'll, because that's so temporally minded that the, when we start to venerate and idolize the past as the past, that's a temporal mentality because God doesn't have past, present, or future in a linear time pattern like we do. 
but because the, the the temporal mind likes to venerate the past, at the same time we start saying, oh, but and and because God did it then, He'll do it someday too. Like He's going to do it in the future someday. You know, well, why not right now? And this is this is what we have to understand: is our memories try to hold us in a temporal time pattern where it's like, oh. Something happened back then, and something will happen sometime in the future, but here we are right now, and we're just waiting. That's not how God wants us to operate. He wants us to understand that, that, that everything that has ever been will always be in the spiritual realm, and far, as far as like Jesus' blood, Jesus' death, death burial, and resurrection, his victory over the devil, all these things, even though we see them manifesting in a, in a timeline on the earth, that's not when they were created. That's not when they happened. They happened in the eternal realm. And so we can activate those things anytime. That's why Enoch, he walked with God. It, lets, it says that he saw Jesus coming with 10,000 of his saints. He literally saw the second return of the Lord. He saw the return of the Lord. He saw Jesus coming with 10,000s of his saints, and he just partook of it right then. This was this he 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 literally bypassed several dispensations of God's relationship with man. He he bypassed Noah, he bypassed the Abrahamic covenant, he he bypassed the Mosaic covenant, he bypassed the Davidic covenants. He by, he bypassed all these things. And he and he even bypassed the covenant that we're in right now. He, he as far as, you know, the, the the New Testament church age, he he, he bypassed all of that. And he said, "No, nope, I see Jesus coming. I'll partake of that right now." And he was raptured out of here. Praise God. You know, he bypassed all those things because he began to get so eternally minded that he realized that everything is all one. Past, present, future, all one. There's an eternal reality that's all one. And even though it plays out in a linear timeline on the earth, we are not of this earth, praise God. We are sent into the earth to actually manifest something greater than this earth than to live eternally on this earth. Now, um, so when it comes to our, our remembrance, here Jesus says the Holy Spirit will bring all things back to our remembrance, all the things that he's spoken over to us, over us or to us. Now, um, to me, that w- one of the things I need to ask myself is, if he's not talking about the things that he told the disciples, because I wasn't there, because uh, he talked to them about a lot of other things that, that were not recorded in the Gospels, uh, but you know, if he's not talking about that, then when did he start talking to me personally? Well, he started talking to me when he actually breathed me into existence in the heavenly realms. That's when he started speaking over me. That's when, like like it says, Jeremiah says, man, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. That's when I called you. That's when I I literally anointed you to do what you're supposed to do. See, we have an identity that's so far outside of this world, and it was actually designed by God when God and the Lord Jesus breathed us into the earth, and Jesus, as the Word of God, began to speak over us and create us into being. And those are the things that the Holy Spirit wants to bring back to our remembrance. And uh, and so when we actually when we understand the role of memory, the role of memory is not just something that is, like I said, allocated to the past or something that we're trying to draw up that was that we had that we have possibly experienced the role of memory is to literally activate and 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 grab a hold of a spiritual identity and actually allow that to come to pass in the natural realm realizing this is who we are god intends for us Okay, this is an interesting thing. One time when I was in prayer, I don't know, this was several years ago, I was in prayer, and the Lord just spoke something to me. He said, do you know that when I give you a vision, I'm giving you a memory that you haven't experienced yet on this earth? 
And that really is kind of a weird statement, you know, but, but I understood it because it made sense to me because I realized, oh, that then, then what, that what that means is he wants us when we, when we begin to activate, uh, when we begin to walk in visions and dreams and these different things, when he begins to speak revelation to us, he never wants us to approach those things as if they're foreign to us. He wants to approach those things as part of our identity, and it's it's he wants us to walk in them as naturally as we've as as we 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 put on our shoes every day. He wants he doesn't want us to approach those things like that. Like we're like, well, what does that mean? I don't understand those things. He'll give us a vision, and it's like, oh, duh, that's that's who we are. Of course, that's who we are. And so he's giving us, uh, he's literally reactivating a memory of our identity that we haven't experienced on the earth yet, because he wants us to walk it out with such boldness and confidence as if we've been doing it for a million years, as if we've actually walked this thing out before. He wants us to understand that we have a spiritual muscle memory. That that even though you might be 30, 40, 50 years old on the earth now, and maybe you've never walked in those things on the earth yet, you still have a spiritual mu- mu- muscle memory that he put in you when he created you before the foundations of the world. He spoke into a spiritual muscle memory that still is lying dormant. And so when a vision comes, when you act, when he shows you something, you know, whether it be in your prayer time or whether it be through a dream or whether it be through the word of God, through revelation knowledge, and he shows you something, it's activating a spiritual memory. Memory. It's, act- it's activating a spiritual muscle memory, and that's why you can just just take it and start begin to walk in it, and and that's why Paul's going, hey, the things that I see that that I don't app- that I'm not apprehending right now that I'm not parta- I'm not partaking of right now, I, I what's holding me back is a natural me- muscle memory. These things that I have to forget. These things that I have to literally stop stop putting into my life now. Oh my goodness! Uh, I just I just wish I could get into more of this, but and we will in, in other things. But I want to I just wanted to get an, uh, an understanding of the fact that the power of memory is so strong, and what we have to do is we have to we have to allow the Holy Spirit to be that which governs our memory. I mean, there's times so many times when I've had to say, you know what, Lord, you know I don't get to remember that. I don't I don't I don't get to remember that now. Uh, real quickly, I, I remember uh, years ago I was teaching in Bible school, and somebody, um, and I actually was talking about forgetting those things just behind, and um, we weren't getting into all of this, but we we're getting into little bits of it here and there, and um, and uh, somebody asked a question. They said, "They said, uh, Pastor Darrell, um, uh, how do you forget something? How do you forget it? And, you know that that that's a really good a good question because." Sometimes we we wrestle with with you know our memories. We wrestle with with these these things that come up and they plague us. And they 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 you know they'll, they maybe they'll 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 hide in the shadows. You know they'll hide in the corners like what the Barbara Streisand song about memories being in the corners of our minds or something like this. I don't know, but it's it's an accurate portrayal because they'll hide. You know memories will hide sometimes, and so you know they'll, they'll hide, but they'll still have this this subversive influence. And then, you know, in certain situations, they'll come out and they'll be like, ah, like some kind of memory monster of some bad thing. And, uh, or, or there'll be something that triggers something, you know, like I, have you ever, you know, like they, they say that like the, our, our smell, our sense of smell is tied directly to our, our memory center of our brain or whatever. So when we smell something, it triggers the most memories, you know, and I don't know if you've ever had that happen. Well, I've been, I've walked by a, a store or something and you smell something and you're like, Whoa! I just was taken back to like fourth grade, you know, Mrs. Lehman's class, blah 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 blah, whatever. Um, uh, anyway, but I, uh, 
but understand that that memories can jump out at you and uh, and they they still have a subversive influence and sometimes they have a very aggressive influence depending on if something gets triggered right so somebody could say something and suddenly we respond from a from a temporal based muscle memory where we respond from a hurt and a pain we respond from self-preservation we respond from all these things and we don't want to do that and so we're like man how do we how do we how do we deal with this when sometimes it's just literally just in the background and then it just comes out? Well, we have to, we have to take a very proactive role with our memories. And, uh, and, and um, I know I need to wrap this, this session up real quick, but I want to give you a tool on this. And just realizing that, that the word remember simply means to take the members of something and to put it back together, to remember it. So you're, you're re-engaging the members of something and you're putting it back together. And so uh, that, that's what to, to remember something is what it means. So to, 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 so to forget something, we have to choose not to remember something. That is, a, that is a mental tool that we can use that will aid us in, in allowing the Holy Spirit to be governing our memories. Uh, because if we don't do this, if we don't choose to forget those things that are behind, that's what Paul said. He goes, listen, he goes, I'm not... I'm not you know, contending with things here. I'm just choosing to do one thing. I'm forgetting things. I'm choosing to forget things. And, um, and I remember one time, uh, I was talking to somebody I knew years ago and I love this statement that she made. Cause she said that she was talking to her mom and her mom had brought up something in her childhood that was not pleasant. And her mom said, uh, do, do you remember when this happened? And, and her response was, she goes, I remember forgetting that. You know, it's like, that's a great line. She goes, I, I remember forgetting that. <laughs> You know, because because even though it it, it 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 happened, it had no more influence over her because she had chosen to forget it. And now to forget something tangibly, you can forget something to a point where literally you have no more consciousness of it. And that that is that's that is obviously where God wants us to be. We he doesn't want us to have any sin consciousness, he doesn't want us to have any hurt or pain consciousness. But part of part of doing that is learning to forget things through choosing not to remember things. And what that means is you know, when, when thoughts come up that are tied to a hurt or a pain or tied to a strife or tied to, to, to something negative, I don't care what it is, but when, when thoughts come up, we have to choose not to remember those things, which means that, that when thoughts come up, they come up in bits and pieces. They come up in a, a face, they come up in a statement, they come up in a, a uh, you remember the room you were in, you remember what was said or a statement that was made, you remember the feeling that you had, you remember that it comes up in bits and pieces though usually. It doesn't. We usually don't have a flashback where we go into some kind of a state of 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 open vision and suddenly we're right back in the same room. Usually it's not that way. Usually it comes up in bits and pieces, right? Where we just remember a phrase, we remember a, an outburst, we remember, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, somebody saying something or doing something against us or toward us, or remember a feeling. We remember certain things about it, but we don't remember everything all at once. What happens is we take those pieces and we reassemble them. We remember them. We put the members back together so that they, they form the picture again, and so they form the, the, the environment again, so they form the atmosphere again. And the next thing you know, our, our, our minds and our emotions are right back in that atmosphere. That's because we chose to remember it. 
because there was a value that our soul was getting from remembering it because maybe we wanted to you know we wanted to bring up you know how how wrong it was we wanted to be justified we wanted to be vindicated we wanted to be whatever but we remembered it so that we could fuel something in our soul that that aren't is not of god so what we have to do, and this is just, I, I, I want to I end with this today, but I just want you to understand that, that if we want to forget things, number one, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to be governing those things. And if he doesn't bring it to my remembrance, I shouldn't either. You know, there's a, right now, nobody in heaven has bad memories. Nobody in heaven is replaying bad things in their life. And, and, and yet I'm seated with them in heavenly places, right? I'm literally, I'm the same as them. I'm, I'm, I literally have the mind of Christ like they do. I have the same blood, the same Holy Spirit, same everything. And so I can have the same consciousness they have. I have the mind of Christ. But what I have to do is I have to allow the Holy Spirit to be the one who tells me what to remember. And if it doesn't look like Jesus, I don't get to remember it. I don't get to put it back together again. I don't get to take, I mean, that means when a, a phrase comes up or a word comes up or an emotion comes up, I go, nope, nope, that is not from God that is not edifying that 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 only ties to weakness it only ties to a temporal past that I am not a part of my identity is in God. My identity is in Christ. I have the mind of Christ, and Christ right now is not remembering that. And so I, so you just out, out of your mouth. And I, I say this a lot. You can't battle thoughts with thoughts. You battle thoughts with words. Words will override your thoughts. If you are trying to battle your thoughts with with more thoughts, you're going to wrestle all day long and not have the victory. We don't battle thoughts with thoughts. We battle thoughts with words. And so we speak, and we go no. I will not allow my mind to be used that way. My mind is designed to allow heaven to, to come into the earth. My mind is, a, is, is designed to have the mind of Christ. I'm designed to allow the higher thoughts and higher ways of God to come into this earth. And so if it doesn't line up with that, then I don't get to remember it. And that honestly is, is, is a, a, a very natural mechanism that, that you can use to access spiritual life here and allow the Holy Spirit to govern those things. So, well, we'll pick this up next time. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your word. We thank you once again, Lord God, for just showing us how to, Father God, allow the Holy Spirit to govern our memories and to allow those memories to be that which you ordained from heaven and not, not tied to this earth in any way. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on Wisdom and Stuff. Don't forget to subscribe to get new updates and check out our podcast page on Podbean to find all our previous posts and full-length messages. We'll see you next time and have a blessed day.